Hi, my name is Rachel. Welcome to this Freedom Church podcast with Pastor Darren. Our heart is that this message will equip and empower you to live a life fully devoted to Jesus. Morning, everybody. How you all good this morning? I've got me um, me Christmas shirt on. Thank you, thank you. My Christmas my Christmas shirt. You can, as as my father-in-law would say, you can borrow it anytime, anytime. You can borrow this anytime. You can borrow it. Hey, so everyone, everyone's ready for Christmas. Who's not ready for Christmas? Come on. I am not ready, not ready just yet, just yet for Christmas. And um, the kids are upstairs having a, a Christmas party, so parents, they will come down absolutely hyper. <laughs> just apologising right now. Just apologising. Is it okay? Yes. Everybody okay with it? Yes. All okay? It, thank you. It's thank, thank you. It's like my boys say to me, like, if they're on holiday. We're on holiday. They can have as much Coca-Cola and Fanta as they want, because they're on holiday. It's Christmas, we can have as much chocolate and sweets as we want. It's Christmas, as their eyes get wider and wider and wider and wider and wider on, on, their, on their... So I'm just going to... I've just got a few things that I want to share with you just this, this morning. Is that OK? Yeah. I've also got next week, we've got um, cr- Kids Nativity. Yeah. Kids Nativity, all the kids on stage doing the, the nativity like you have never seen it before. This is what I'm told, like you've never seen it. Is that true? Sarah, we've got the greatest story ever told, the Christmas, and then the week after we've got traditional Christmas carols on the 23rd, so come with your best ever singing voice, best, best ever singing voice, and if you want you can practice all week, practice all week, make recordings of yourself and we'll, we'll try and play them if you want, could do, maybe, do, maybe do karaoke, no, no, okay, we won't do that, and um, so just, um, uh, just a quick question, quick question for everybody, so nudge the person next to you and say, oh, quick question, quick question here, quick question for everybody, what is, what is the greatest, the greatest gift, the best, the most memorable, the one that as you're thinking, oh, yeah, I remember, you have ever received, ever, can you remember, have you got it? Who's got it? Hand up if you've got it. Hand I'm not going to ask you. I just need to know. You get the, the, the gift. Like, you got that gift. It was, it was Christmas. It was, it was your birthday. Or maybe it was just one of those random moments, like my love language is gifts. Just putting it out there. <laughs> just putting it. Gifts. Love gifts. Who, who else loves gifts? You're all lying. Come on, come on. So, so get the greatest gift, the best gift, the most memorable gift, the gift that you've ever... You, are you thinking about it? You've got it? You got it like it almost took you back. So I've got here Sephora, you you jewelry from the kids. Wow. So jewelry. Rob, Rob who's here, Rob is here. A seaplane to the Barrier Reef. Wow. You flew. No. Sea seaplane. Um, here's one. Gail, Gail, kids. Greatest gift. There we go. Um, Ellis, his guitar. His guitar played well today. Thank you very much. And uh, Lyle, Lyle's not here. Is Lyle here? Lyle, e- Xbox, Xbox One, Xbox One S, One X, Xbox 360, retro. Only two years ago, but still retro. <laughs> the, 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 great, the greatest gift. So the, the gift, maybe those gifts, they're not necessarily like children. They change your life, don't they? Uh, but like the, the Barrier Reef, the, the jewellery, it's like, you, you remember it, don't you? you? 
or you, 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 the experience of it, that gift you, you remember. You talk about the gift, don't you? The best gift you've ever had, you talk about it. You, you use it, you show it. It's kind of like you, you walk around with it, like I've got my shirt on. It was a gift from Catherine. I'm like walking around with it, look at my new shirt. Wanted, want everyone to know it. Sephora wears a jewelry. Rob will talk about I've never heard you talk about that. Have you talked about it? Maybe you need to talk about it a little bit more. What? Yeah. So you, you talk about, you talk about, we've got, a, we've got a friend who she got the gift of life. The gift of life, like literally, and uh, quite a, 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 a bad, miraculous story. She, um, she, she got really ill and they found out that she needed a bone marrow tr- r- transplant. And so she was literally, literally dying, and they had to find find someone who's who matched up with that, and uh, they they found a, her sister who matched up with it, and they were able to do the transplant. Now she got the gift of life. Imagine that. That's a, that's a that's a changer in it. That's a game a game changer. When you when you when you talk to her, when you see that per, when you see that person who gave you that gift, it's like ah. Oh, Wow, that's, that's, that's incredible. You would talk about that. You would share that. You would express that. You would be all over that, that, that gift. And a free gift. Who loves a free gift? Free gift. Free gift. But like, like, a free, like, like, like the, you've, you've literally, it's a surprise gift. It's just a gift. Somebody just goes, just go, there you go. There you go. There's, and you're like, oh, what, do, do you want anything for it? Who says that? Somebody gives you a gift. Do you want anything for it? Well, no, it's a gift. Yeah, but do you want anything? Do you want me to do it? No, it's a gift. It's a gift. We've got to be, maybe learn to re- receive gifts. Who's good at receiving gifts? See that? Like, yeah, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm not necessarily that good at receiving gifts. I'm like thinking, what have I done? Do I need to do something? What, what, what does she want? Sorry. Just, just that, the, the gift that, 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 that goes there. But that gift, we talk about, we show it off, we wear it. You talk about the person who, who gave it. This is what else you do with a gift. You look after it. The jewelry, you, you, you look after. Maybe you put it in a in a in a special place. The guitar goes goes on a stand, and you get you get stuff to surround the gift. You don't like create a shrine to it, but you get stuff that that like protects it. You get a case for the guitar. You get jewelry, a case for the jewelry. You put it on a certain thing. If you lose the gift, what do you do? You, if you lose your kids, you go searching for them. You're on, nine, 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 I've lost my children. Well, how have you lost your children? Anyway, just but that—that's it. Because the gift becomes the gift becomes important. But this 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 morning, what I want to talk about is about the greatest gift, the greatest gift. John three sixteen says this: For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. That whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The the greatest gift. We many of you already may have been to your kid's nativity, who's already been to two, three, four, five, six, seven children. Anybody? You've, been to, you've already been to the kid's nativity. I, I went to see Finlay's uh, this, this week, and, um, uh, and, and there he was. He was, he, was, he was at the corner. He's over here at the corner, over here. <laughs> He's over here at the corner, and I was over here. I was over here. So I worked my way all the way around. Did I worked my way all the way around. I'm like, I'm going to watch him. I'm going to watch him. I worked my way all the way around. And I, I moved a few teachers out the way. And I got there and I stood right in front of him like this. He's there. He's singing. And then guess what? His part. His part. All the way over here. <laughs> Seriously. I'm stuck there now. I'm going to go all the way back. He does his part. 
And then he goes back. Two minutes. Goes back over here. He's like, this is what I did. Daddy, I was over there. Like, I know you were over there. Got it wrong, got it wrong, got it wrong. So then I spent the next 45 minutes watching other kids. <laughs> Wonderful, loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then, but that, the, the, nativity, the greatest story ever told, they're telling the story of the birth of Jesus. Now, uh, an innocuous moment in history, uh, a moment in history that perhaps, you know, it, it kind of went by other than the fact that it was recorded in the greatest book ever written. It's recorded in there, and there's this gift that God said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish. <laughs> that run. That, no, but I have been ill this week. Can I get away with it? No. So the, the, greatest, the greatest gift, the, the angels announced, so we, we see this, if you've, got, if you've got your Bible, or if you've got a Bible in, around you, or in front of you, or if you've got a Bible on your phone, in Luke 2, in the New Testament, it says this in Luke 2, it says this in, in, in verse 7, so the angels announced, in those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken. So Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth to Galilee to Judah to Bethlehem. And then we get to verse 7, where Mary gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room available at the end. You've done it. Any room, no room, any room, no room, any room, no room. I've got a stable. The, you know, your you kids with the donkey. I think Finn was a, a donkey. No, he was a shepherd. He was something. And there, there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified, but the angel said, do not fear. When God, when God comes into your world, when Jesus comes into your life, this is it. Do not fear. We've heard it this morning. We have nothing to be fearful of. We have nothing to be scared of. When Jesus comes into our world, we don't have to fear. We don't have to fear. And he says, the angels, do not fear. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. The greatest gift ever. The angels, imagine that moment on the hillside that the whole sky lights up as the angels appear to the shepherds who are tending their flocks and they announce the savior of the world is born. The world needed a savior. The world needed Jesus. Why did the world need a savior? Why did the world need Jesus? Because all at the beginning of time as we know it, there was a separation from God. And then God went on this miraculous mission to bring his kids home. You and I, you and I, bring us home. And then in that moment, on, on the first Christmas day, the first Christmas morning, a gift given to the world to see us set free and live free, a savior, a family, a family restored so that we could, we could be in relationship with God, because why? Because he loved us and he loves you so much. You are completely and utterly and totally loved. Not for what you do, not because you can play guitar or you can, you can wrap a really amazing present or you know, you, you're good to your kids or you've, you've done something good in the past, but simply because of who you are. You're loved. You are simply, utterly, totally loved. Not because of what you do but because of who you are. The, the, the angels the angels announced 
a saviour. Not to prop us up. We don't need a saviour to prop us up. You don't need a saviour to prop you up because you're a, you're a bad person, but to propel us forward. To actually take a hold of us and say, you've got a life to live and you can live that life. And the Savior has come into the world to, to enable us to live that life, you to live that life well and to live it properly and to restore you to your rightful place. Yeah. Who, who wants to be in their rightful place? Yeah. Who wants to know, you know what, I want to know, I want to know I'm where I should be. Yeah. Do you want to know yeah. you are where you should be? You know, like when you, you go to the traffic center or something like that and you, you, you're kind of lost, aren't you? You can't, or you go, some, you go somewhere new and you're like, I, I'm lost. What, what do you look for? You look for where you are. You look for where you are because from where you are, you know where you should be and where you can be going and where you, you, you ought to be going. And this is it. Do you know where you should be? Are you feeling right now, right now I'm in the right place? Right now in my, in my life, I'm with the right place. But let me just pull that back. Do you know whether you're with the right person? I'm not talking about your husband, your wife, or your partner, or your boyfriend, or your girlfriend, or your, your family, but the right person. Do, do you have an assurance in your heart that I am with the right person? Because I'm going to tell you, the right person wants you to know him. And here, here's the truth. You need the right person. I'm not necessarily going to sugarcoat it or take it and say, oh, you know, maybe go on a journey. You need to know Jesus. You need to know the, the right person. Why? Because he is the savior of the world. He was sent to be the savior of the world. And he was born in a manger as the savior of the world. And the angels announced the savior of the world. Not our savior. Not like Superman. Our savior. But the savior. The one who can make... The difference in your world for your life. Do you know, are you, are you where you should be? And are you with who you should be with? Again, not your husband or your wife. If you come out, um, if, if I go out of here and you say, you know what, I'm, I'm leaving my partner. I'll be like, that is not what I said. <laughs> Rob, Sarah, you are backing me up. That is not what I, I did not say that. Don't go out of here and, and, and say, my pastor confirmed it. Pastor confirmed it. Divorce courts, here we come. I am not saying that. You know, my kids, uh, um, they're not mine. They are yours. They are yours. I'm, I'm saying the person, the saviour of the world. Are you with him? The baby, the gift, that Jesus came to set the captive free, to, to mend uh, the brokenhearted. Who, 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 uh, this isn't like an honesty quote. You don't have to, but we're all a bit broken, aren't we? We're all a bit messed up. Like, like, Put your hand up if you're not messed up. <laughs> your mum's not in. <laughs> but put your put your hand up if you. Do you know, do you know what I mean? You you. Th there's a sense of this this there's something going on. There's something there's something there's something that I'm dealing with. There's there's just there's that thought process. There's that little bit of brokenness. There's that family situation or circumstance. There's that thing that keeps cropping up that makes me feel like an utter failure once a week. You've been there, haven't you? Like once a week, who can say they do not feel like an utter failure? Just like once a week, maybe once a fortnight. Once a fortnight, once a week, we can, we can feel like an utter failure. But the Bible, the Bible says that Jesus came to set the captive free. What holds you captive? Does that thought hold you captive? I'm not talking about being in a physical prison and like, oh, I, I, nobody keeps, I am Darren, nobody keeps me confined. <laughs> Couldn't think of the right word then. 
Do you know what I mean? We get all a bit prideful and bravado. No, no, that's not me. I, I don't need Jesus. I don't need someone to come and set me free. I'm not talking about like you, you're trapped up in some terror cell in the middle of nowhere. I'm talking about the thought that just keeps coming back. That, that holds you, that when, when, when that person phones, fear grips you, and you're like, you're trying, to, you're trying to press decline, and you press to accept by mistake, you're like, no, I've got to speak to them. And, and you start, you, you physically maybe start to shake sometimes when you think about what is the thing that, that keeps you captive? Jesus came to set you free from that. He came to set you free from that. What is, what is the thing that, that, that maybe you feel the most broken or messed up about? That maybe you've not told anybody about, but you, if you were, you'd think they would hate you or not like you or walk away from you. But actually, they'd probably love you that little bit more. That actually what Jesus did is he came to heal that. Heal that thought. Heal that, that, that past thing that went on that you had no control over that was actually done to you, but holds you. That Jesus actually came into this world as the saviour of the world to set you free from it and heal you from it but not just you the people that you know also because the good thing about a gift is you can talk about a gift and celebrate a gift and pass a gift on but I'll finish with that the baby and his family the baby Jesus was born into a family a loving caring community because the key the key thing is as well with this gift is that it, it brought us into and brought you and I into relationship that actually we need Jesus but we also need a family you know, many you might be in this place, you're like, I could do without my family. But the truth of it is, is that we need family. We need community. We need people who can come around us. We need people who can support us. We need people who can encourage us. We need people who can champion us. We need people who can say, Sephora, that was amazing when you were on stage. Ellis, you played so well. And I was welcomed into this door. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. I just love the way you carry, you get what, just encouraging and building up and lifting up. Where is the, the, the place where that should happen the most? In the church, in the family, in the house of God, where we get encouraged, where we get lifted, where we don't get condemned. There's been so much on the news recently about the church and what goes on in the church and I went to the church and I felt I felt judged and I felt condemned and I felt this and I felt that those sort of things should not happen in the church yeah there's truth and this biblical truth but actually the that John 3 17 says there is no condemnation no condemnation there's no, there's, no, there's no judgment. Actually, we leave that to the Holy Spirit in relationship. And let me tell you, the relationship that you'll have with Jesus is one-sided. Have you ever been in a one-sided relationship? You know, in a relationship, many of it be a negative experience. Because you feel like you're giving everything. You feel like you wash the pots all the time and stack the dishwasher. You feel like you iron the clothes all the time. You feel like you're always making the phone call. You feel like you're always doing this. You feel like you're, you're always cooking the meals. You feel it. You feel it. And then never giving anything back. Your relationship with Jesus will be one-sided. Absolutely, totally, completely one-sided. Because we cannot compete with his love. We cannot compete with his provision. We cannot compete with his giving. We cannot compete with, with his encouragement. We cannot compete with his enthusiasm. We cannot compete. So just accept, actually, it's going to be one-sided. My relationship with Jesus, it, being in that, it's just going to be one-sided. He is just going to pour and pour and pour and pour onto me. Who, who's in for that? That sort of relationship where, where it says in 2 Peter 1 verse 3 that you have everything you need for life and godliness through the knowledge of your salvation, through the knowledge of Jesus. 
that, that, that it says that, that Philippians, never say that right, 4 verse 13, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And Romans 8, 31, that you are more than a conqueror. Within your relationship with Jesus, because Jesus is the savior of the world. He came to be the savior of the world and he came to be in relationship with you and I. We do need Jesus. We can't say, oh, I don't need that. There will come a time where at some point in our, we will cry out for a need for Jesus. And within our, within our relationship with Jesus, you will find what you're looking for. Yeah. I, I'm pretty confident in that. Because it says it, it says it in the Word and, and, and in the Bible, and I understand it, and I've seen it um, evidenced in people's life. I've seen it evidenced in Rob's life. I've seen it evidenced in Gail's life. I've seen it evidenced in mine and in Steve's and in different people. I've seen it evidenced that, that actually everything that I need is within my relationship with Jesus. What, how, how do I? Three things. Your purpose. Who wants to know what, what they should be doing? Where, where you should be, who you should be with, and what you should be doing. Who wants to know that? Yeah. You know, the, the, your purpose, Ephesians 2, verse, verse 10, says that there was good things stored up for us long, a long time ago. Good works in Jesus Christ prepared in advance for you to do. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 in the Bible says that he knows the plans and the purpose. that He knows, he knows what he made you to do. He knows how marvelous, he knows how amazing, he knows how wonderful, he knows how incredible, he knows how, how intricate you are, and he's got plans and purposes for you to do what, where you are, maybe ask the question, is this where I should be? The only person that I believe can answer that is Jesus. The other thing, uh, you put, you'll find your purpose, you'll find your peace, who, who needs peace? Just a bit of peace, peace at work, you know, just peace in your relationship. In Isaiah 9, verse 6, it says, it says that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. I love Catherine preached a message a few weeks ago that peace isn't a thing or, or a feeling or emotion. It's a person. Jesus is peace. That actually, what, through whatever we have in life's chaos, and you know, we had some chaos here last night in the, with the night shelter, but Jesus was at the center of it. Peace. 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 Yeah, it's chaos all around, but peace in the midst of it. And sometimes it's not the fixing of the problem or the issue or the circumstance. It's just knowing, knowing that actually I can find peace in the middle of it. That Jesus is not going to come down with a big hand. Imagine that big hand from the sky coming and plucking you out and putting you somewhere else. And you just go, oh, that's great. But actually, because of what of who's within us, peace. That in the middle of this, in the midst of this turmoil, in the midst of this redundancy that maybe I'm facing, in the midst of this, of this relationship crisis or this health issue, I can find peace. Why can I find it? Because Jesus is never, never too far away. You can find peace. We can find peace. We can find within our relationship with Jesus, the Savior of the world, there's purpose, there's peace. And thirdly, there's power. Ephesians 3.20 says... Ephesians 3.20 says that we are, we, God can do immeasurably more. Why? Because there's a power that is work within us. A few weeks ago, we cut my neighbor's power with our, while, we were, while we were doing our extension. She had no power. I was like, oh, no. Norweb. Is it still Norweb? Norweb came out. They fixed it all, but they didn't give her enough power. They only give her power to turn the lights on that night. little generator that buzzed all night and everybody heard it buzzing all night and 
she couldn't turn the kettle on because it would turn the generator off. There wasn't enough power. There was just power to turn her lights on. And she'd also sold a house to somebody else. So they had no power either. But then the next day, power was fully restored. Let me just tell you this. God never loses power. He never dips. He never has a moment. He never, never, you know, he's never, he's never over in Australia giving his power over there. His power is equally distributed and, and given to each and every one of us. Claire isn't more powerful than I am, and I'm not more powerful than Claire is, because it says the same power is at work within us. It's just, that's the power. It's yours. Take it, use it, live in it. We can be, have purpose, we can have peace, and we can have power. Power to do what? Power to live this life well in every circumstance every situation I can think you know what because of whose I am and who I know and where I should be power because of the saviour of the world power and you know what this is what Jesus do he draws you into it he draws you into it he draws you into him Many people in here, you'll, be, you'll, you'll, you'll have seen the nativity. You'll have been through that and expressed that. And there'll be moments in, in your world and in your life where you, you've felt, you felt like a yearning. You felt like a wanting. You felt like, you felt like you know, I, I, there's just something just, just going on. It's like a, it, it, almost like a whisper. It's not like a loud bang or like a slap in the face. It, it's just a, a yearning. And what that, what that is, it may be, it may be even now. That what that is, is it's Jesus drawing you in. Yeah. Why? Because he wants to be in relationship with you. He wants to know you. He wants you to be a part of his, his family. He wants you to know him and his gift. Yeah. He wants to take, take the gift and place, place it in your hands and for, and for you to know that and for you to, you, you to experience it. Because there were shepherds and there was kings. There were shepherds and there was kings. And Alice is just going to jump up and he's just going to help me now. There was shepherds and there was kings. There was, there was, no, there was no hierarchy. There was, there was no um, preference. There, it was not selective. Oh, you know, you've made the cut on this side. You guys here, you've made the cut because you, you look good. You look good. All of you look good today. And you've made the cut. But you guys, you're out. Sorry, didn't make the cut. So the saviour of the world, the present, the gift, the thing that will change your, your life, the thing that you need desperately, even though right now you may not know it, you're not having it. Ha. Because these guys made it. But right there, if you'd have just sat there, you'd have been in. But unfortunately, you sat there. That's not the case. There were shepherds and there was kings. There was, there was, there was shepherds on the hillside and the angels appeared to them and said a saviour of the world is born they said we need to get down and we need to go and have a look at this gift and then there was kings who travelled looking discovering who, who felt a yearning in their heart to see what was at the end of the star and, and, and drew and were drawn to it and got there and, and found the baby born in a manger who was prophesied as the saviour of the world so it's non-selective. There's no, there's no preference of person over it. That the saviour of the world is literally for everyone. So are you an everyone? Are you an anybody? Are you a someone? Are you a person? Are you human? The saviour of the world is for you. The saviour of the world is for you. And you need to know him. 
You, you need to know him. Maybe this Christmas could be the Christmas that, that you find him, discover him, feel that yearning and reach out and go on a journey to discover him. Like the kings did. Like the shepherds did who ran down from the hillside and just wanted to see this gift that was proclaimed, the gift of the saviour of the world. And then also, church, what do you, what do you, do, with a, what do you do with a gift? The greatest gift you've ever had. What do you do with the greatest gift you've ever had? You, you talk about it. You show it off. You say, look at this. You know, like, you don't, you don't go into, into an environment and somebody said, oh, whose are these adorable children? Not mine. <laughs> you don't do that, do you? We take, I take my boys somewhere and they'll go, oh, look at, isn't, they're beautiful. Whose are these children? They are mine. Yes. Because you, you, you express a gift, you show a gift. If somebody buys you, like Becky afterwards, with an engagement ring, the gift that, that Tim got, people are going to go and say, they're, not, they're, they're going to say, show me the ring. Because they want to look and the ring, and Becky, Becky will probably pull a hand out of her pocket eventually and show the ring, because that's what we do with a gift. We show it, we show it off, we talk about it, we express it. So church, we have got an ideal opportunity to talk about the gift that changed your life. To talk about the, the person of, of Jesus Christ who, who, you, who you need and you within your relationship you find everything you need to say. I am here in this point and I feel like this and I'm in this environment because of Jesus. I can walk through this because of Jesus. I can be like this because of Jesus. I can smile today because of Jesus. I, I can breathe today because of Jesus. I, I, I can find, I have peace today because of Jesus. I have joy today because of Jesus. I have hope today because of Jesus. I have purpose today because of Jesus. I have all these things because of Jesus. With that gift that is so precious and important, let's not keep it quiet. Let's not play him down. Let's not talk him down. Let's not, let's not try to be unoffensive. Let's just say it as it is. It is because of Jesus. The gift. Pass it on. Talk about it. Show it off. The world. Why? Because the world needs to know Jesus. Who does the world need to know? Jesus. Who do you need to know? Why do you need to know Jesus? Because everything you need, everything you need, everything you need, everything you need, is with lays and lies within your finding, following, and friendship with Jesus. Thanks for listening. For more information about Freedom Church, please visit www.freedomchurch.org.uk or you can follow us on Twitter at Freedom Bearing. Your truth.